Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I am your host, Shane Bacon. This week's episode with Travis Hill, the managing editor of the Golfer's Journal, is brought to you by Ogio, the Cirrus Bag. The 2018 edition is out, and it's not even 2018 yet. Last I checked, still 2017. That's what they do. They push things out early. They sent me one. I love it. There's more padding for that bad back of yours, maybe the bad back of mine. Seven pockets. It's fit, of course, with the Fit Disc system to help adjust the bag to your perfect specifications. I love this thing. It is a great upgrade from Ogio, the new Cirrus bag, the 2018 edition. Definitely check it out. You will love it. Trust me. And also, if you use the code THECLUBHOUSE when you check out, boom, you will save 20%. For everyone listening that has that friend or partner in their lives that has that old raggedy golf bag that needs upgrading, hey, this is a great holiday present, and if you use the clubhouse, you'll save 20%. Ogio.com, O-G-I-O.com. Check out that Cirrus bag, the 2018 edition, a few colorways, and it is great. Also, just wanted to let you know, if you go to ShaneBaconGolf.com now, there's a blog. Yes, that is where I'm going to be posting stuff from time to time, including the thing I posted this week. Just kind of a mailback roundup of Things I asked people on Twitter they'd like to change in the game of golf, and it was everything. It was rules, it was TV, it was publications, it was all sorts of stuff, and I threw a few in there, including my first ever amateur local rules. This is something that I'm going to be updating. I think I'm going to make it its own blog post there at ShaneBaconGolf.com, and I'm just going to update it throughout the days and months and years as you people send in things, suggestions, ideas of ways to make golf as an amateur easier, more fun, more playable. And actually, really, if you want to encapsulate it all in one sentence or one phrase, it'd be more sensible. That's the idea. Is let's make golf more sensible for us. We're not playing professional golf. We're not playing golf on manicured golf courses where people are rushing out in between our rounds to fill in divots or perfectly rake bunkers or roll every green twice and have them perfect at 12 like you see on tour. I feel like the tour mentality has overtaken the way we play golf. And we make up, what, 99.9% of golf out there is amateur golf. People that are just out there trying to enjoy themselves for four and a half hours or so. And our idea is to put out a list of rules that – if you need a reference point to send to your friends and say, can we try this out today? That can be a link you send out. So, yes, you know what? I've just conv- convinced myself I am going to make it its own link. There will be an amateur local rules that we update. I've already got three or four submissions of some things that I like as well. But it's simple. It's things like no out of bounds. If you hit it out of bounds, go up there and drop it like it's a lateral hazard. Let's not be hitting three off the tee. If you're in a divot in a fairway, pull it out. This is a golf course that gets 200 rounds a day on it. Of course, there's going to be divots and fairways. If you hit a good drive, you shouldn't be punished. If you hit it in a bunker and somebody forgot to rake it and you're in a footstep, you should be able to move that out of there. This is not, that's not what a professional has to deal with. This isn't something you should have to deal with. You should be able to play it as it should be played. Now, if you're in tournament golf, play it by the USGA rules. Play it that way. But if you're out with some buddies, let's have some fun. I mean, that's what this is supposed to be anyway. It's supposed to be a leisurely activity that you're enjoying yourself. You're paying to do it. You're taking time away from your job or your family or your kids or your friends. If you're playing by yourself with some randoms, 
Go out there with this idea, and maybe golf will be a little bit easier. You might play a little bit better, and I guarantee you the drink will taste better as you finish up. So just some ideas. Do it if you want. You don't have to. If you're a hardcore guy out there that wants to putt everything out and tap in every four-inch putt, that's fine as well. There's a lot of different ways to go out there and be around the game. So just an idea. Go to ShaneBaconGolf.com. And also, just a reminder, as always, sign up for our Clubhouse newsletter. If you go to my Twitter page, at Shane Bacon, the link is pinned right up there at the top. I think the link is from 2016. I'm one of those people that leaves the pin thing up there like it's super important for a year or whatever. But it is there. Just Monday, Wednesday newsletter that comes in your inbox and gives you news that you need, videos that you need. How many days till the majors? We are 145 days until the masters. That's not that bad. That's, we can do that. We can get through the winter together. I promise if we all link together and, uh, and just more info like that. Odds, leaderboard on Monday if you failed to miss the tournament. So many things to do. So check that out. Sign up on Twitter at Shane Bacon. The link is pinned right there atop the page. And let's get to our guest. And we now welcome into the clubhouse Travis Hill, the managing editor of the Golfer's Journal. That is a quarterly golf publication. That's the thing. It's about to roll out its second issue. And Travis, I have to ask you, somebody told me that print was dead. What's going on? You, you, you are, are you just are you just going against it? Odds against you? No, man, print's the future. <laughs> we're, we're ready to do this. We, uh, yeah, we're we're excited. I think I think this is a pretty cool thing we got going on. Well, I mean, you say print is the future, and it is a really interesting thing. And and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is we went through this weird time on the internet where everything was getting shorter, you know, any blog post. I mean, I was bar, I was a part of this. I mean, I wrote for, for fan house back in the day. And I wrote for the Yahoo sports blogs where you'd get anything up as fast as humanly possible. It'd make its way on the front page of Yahoo. It'd get its hundreds of thousands of clicks. And that was the way things worked. And it does seem like there's been a shift as of late. Are you guys ahead of the shift or is this just a quick thing in golf? Golf obviously normally takes a little bit more time in media. Well, I, I think we, I think the reason, one of the reasons why the Golfer's Journal exists is because we see a space in the media landscape for something different than what you just described. You know, um, I think there's a place for all of that online. Um, but there's also, we can tell just from the people we talked to before we launched this thing and, and the response since that there's a hunger for quality content um, that's, more researched and well done with really, really incredible photography and multiple people like spoken to and, and kind of ideas fleshed out. And so, um, look, it's, it's not for everybody, but, um, we really, we really feel like it's a good time to launch something like this just because the tide is turning a little, I don't know if we're ahead of it or not, but we're definitely on it, uh, so far. Yeah, when you talk about the tide turning, it, it it probably, I would say it was probably a big leap of faith for yourself and everyone involved when the idea went from, hey, there's this is this is something cool we could do to, hey, this is what we're actually going to try out. Can you talk about the process starting starting the Golfer's Journal from a conversation to we are going to publish something four times a year that's going to be sent to homes that people can hold and read and it's not I mean it doesn't have to be topical it's not about Jordan Spieth this is golf outside of the professional golf realm yeah we 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 were a little bit lucky um in that uh we had sort of a basis of success 
that we had seen. So the Golfer's Journal is the sister publication of the Surfer's Journal. And the Surfer's Journal has been around for about 25 years, and it's a similar thing. It comes out six times a year. But it's a, it's a thick, it's a heavy, well-produced book um, with, with a similar kind of editorial philosophy as Golfer's Journal. And it's done well. It's done well in its space, and it continues to do well. And amazingly enough, it, the subscriber base is still growing. So the publisher, Brennan Thomas, uh, and I, he, he actually showed up uh, 2016 Players' Championship with the idea to do, the, to do a golfer's journal. Um, and we kind of got set up on a very weird blind date in a benefactor tent. And he explained this all to me, and I thought he was crazy. And, you know, a couple, uh, couple drinks out in the benefactor tent later, I was all in. And so <laughs> we decided to, to take this, this leap. Um, I actually, I think it's the right thing right now for golf, because I think, you know, as the, you can see it and everybody can see the way media is being presented to people, um, there's just a hunger for something different. And golf is a high-quality experience in game like people really get it you know it takes time to do and to appreciate and so why not have some of your media feel the same way and that's kind of what we thought and uh it took us a full year though to get from drinks at the benefactor tent to a magazine in your house so it you know it wasn't it was not a just a lark type of a situation it was a lot of planning and a lot of work and a lot of kind of figuring out the logistics even of where to print you know we had a hour-long conversation about what paper to use um you know it, it, we we got into that kind of nitty-gritty detail um but i think it's been worth it because like i said we're we're, we're happy with the way people have responded so far yeah you know it, it even with with this podcast that i do you know something that i initially approached it with was that you know, everyone wants to eat up professional golf. That's what I thought in my brain. You know, this is what I did. I mean, I, I mentioned it. I mean, when I first started blogging, you know, my mm -hmm. first ever, you know, website, I mean, it's all about professional golf. It was about the players and Tiger and Phil and VJ and Ernie. And then it obviously has transitioned to this next generation of players. But that's what we wrote about. And that's what golf journalists believe in almost in a way. And it seemed like there's been a transition, you know. There's so many equipment blogs out there. There's so much travel talk. Now, people are obsessed with this old travel culture of a Seth Rayner and, and let's go play these golf courses as opposed to the one that's opened in 2002. Were there bullet points that you guys focused on initially, and are those still things you're trying to hit? I mean, travel, experiences, you know, a, a destination type of place. I mean, are those, are those do they have to fall under a certain umbrella to, to kind of make it into a golfer's journal? Well, yes and no. I mean, we, and, and we're not ignoring the professional game completely, but we're definitely not covering it. Like you said, we're not, um, you're never going to see in the golfer's journal, a story about how, you know, Jordan won the British open. Um, you're never, you're the open championship, you know, the way he did, we're, we're not going to do that. Um, now there could be a, a longer piece about, the relationship between him and Greller, like they you know, maybe, you know, down the line, but we're much more focused on anything that sort of touches, like you said, the, the kind of a, I call it like a hands in the dirt kind of love of the game, you know, a lot, 
we're no, we noticed that people can't go and play super duper expensive courses and they can't get out to the top 100, but you know what they can do? They can go down to the Muni and they can play and they can, you know, find a place on golf now and play for like 65 bucks with their friends and, you know, really kind of enjoy where they are at the time. And so we wanted to reach out and touch those kind of people that, because sometimes the professional game can, you can feel really separated from it. It's a totally different life and lifestyle. And, um, you know, just, it's cool. It's sexy, but it's not everything about golf. And we realized that. And so, yeah, when we sat down and looked at the stories that we don't necessarily feel like we need to fill a bucket, like, okay, now we need a travel story. Now we need this. Now we need that. The stories so far have really felt really kind of natural to us. You know, the, you know, there's some stuff like in the first issue where we sent a writer to Tijuana to play Tijuana country club. Like that was something I've always been interested in um, just because it's such a really interesting place and it's different. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's the kind of thing where I think any golfer would really kind of gravitate to and be like, what is going on out there? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's it's what it's probably, as the crow flies, it's 18 miles from San Diego Country Club where they just had the, the women's AM. I mean, you know, it's it's yeah. just across the border, and you're talking about a completely different culture. That That's something that I really enjoyed about the, the, the first issue and something I'm excited about with issue number two and moving forward is just seeing these stories and finding these stories about these golf destinations that nobody really knows about. You know, that's what I've, for whatever reason, and again, I don't know if it's me just getting older or grayer or whatever, but... You know, I, I've shifted in, in the sense you know. that. Well, I, you know, I, I've, I've, <laughs> I, I always joke. I mean, five years ago, if you'd have told me I had a, key, a tea time at Kiowa, I would have freaked out. And now it's like I want a tea <laughs> time at Yemen's Hall. And I mean, it's it, something's yeah. something's transitioned in the game, and I feel like it's transitioned throughout this country. It seems like a lot of thirty-something American golfers want to go see and talk about golf courses that maybe their friends haven't seen or maybe they haven't seen on the PGA Tour. They don't know as much about. And it used to be you've got to play 17 at Sawgrass. You've got to play Pebble so that you can tell people you've played 7 and 17. And now I feel like it's almost you'd rather go off the beaten path and see a golf course with your buddies that nobody really knows much about. And I feel like that's something you guys especially highlighted in that first the first issue. And I think it's something – that you guys are going to talk about as you move forward. And I know it's not just obviously a travel publication, but that is something that golf fans love to look at and see. And I love the mixture of the pictures and the stories. Yeah, there's a, there's a great line. Um, this guy, Caleb Hannon, who is a really incredible writer. Um, he's, he wrote for uh, Rolling Stone and Grantland, and we're lucky enough to have him um, both in the first two issues. Um, he has a line in the issue coming out, issue two, um, where he makes this great point about how um, golfers want that. They want the experience to like go and tell their, their friends, like, no, 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 I played this course that you've right. never heard of. And it was right. amazing. You know what I mean? Like that is almost as valuable as playing, <laughs> which is funny, but that you're right. Like, you know, we also have, uh, we sent DJ Pahowski, or we didn't send him. He actually went to Askernish. He found himself out there, you know, on this island way off the coast of Scotland um to play it and the story he wrote for issue one is incredible and it it's the kind of thing where you read it and you're like we don't do travel stories like hey here's five places you can stay and you know like you know three places to get a drink you know we just we tell like a full story of 
the culture, the place, what it feels like to be there. Um, it's a, it's just a much more well-rounded, we think, travel experience within the, the story. Like DJ's story is incredible about how they just kind of lucked out into going out there and took a chance and ended up playing like the round of his life, you know, at a place that he never imagined even existed. So those are the types of stories we're kind of hunting down um, for the journal. And man, issue two is Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to say you have to say that. I mean, that, I that's, that's that. part of it. I, I was going to ask you when you when you when you finally had this 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 decision. I'm going to join this. I'm going to be a part yeah. of of Golfer's Journal again. It's a publication. It comes out. It's it's mm-hmm. if you will, quote unquote, dated. I mean, it's not coming out weekly. I mean, this is something that you're hoping people no. are going to read and carry along with them for two, three, four months right. and pass along to friends. We prefer and timeless. Such. <laughs> timeless. I like that. What, what was the reaction when you started to tell your friends? I mean, you, you were in the golf media when you told people, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. And then you actually started to go out and try to find people to write for. What was the reaction initially? You know, the, it's funny. The, the first reaction was always, huh, print, huh? And <laughs> I would say yes. And then I would explain to them just kind of how I'm explaining to you what we're doing. And to a person, I have not had one person say, oh, that's just not going to work. Every single person has said, wow, I'd read that. Or, oh, man, that sounds like way different than anything else I'm looking at right now in the space. So I'm interested. Now, whether or not people will, you know, buy a subscription or not, you know, that's, that's something that yeah, <laughs> I've gotta, we've got to be good enough in terms of the content we make to make people buy it. But the idea, it's really interesting. The idea has not been rejected. It's been you know, there, there are challenges with print for sure, but there's challenges with every, you know, every kind of media organization on how to kind of, you know, maximize your business model. But what we've, what we've built is, I think we've got a really, really nice solid model and the response so far in terms of subscriptions. I mean, we, we just started talking about this on social media and you would be stunned at the amount of people that, you know, just random Joe golf fan saw it somewhere on social, like on, you know, you said something about it on your, on your Twitter feed and people just buy it are buying subscriptions sight unseen to issue one. They're just like, yep, I'm in. This is exactly what I want. Well, and to be fair, right. And to be fair with you guys, the price point is pretty solid. I mean, it's not an expensive, you know, investment. It's something that I've been telling a lot of people, if you're looking for a holiday gift, just buy this for your golfer friend, because They'll yeah. again. It goes out four times. Like my my parents used to always buy my uncle for Christmas his Sports Illustrated subscription because you know it's a gift that keeps on giving. This is something similar. I mean, you get it That's four right. times a year. You kind of maybe forgot about it after January or February, and boom, you get something else. And it's you know again, you could take it on a plane and all that stuff. That's what I liked about it was my ability to to pick it up and set it down, and it doesn't feel like if you don't read it in two or three days. Like, like, as you mentioned, a Jordan Spieth game or after the Open, you know, it's extremely right. dated. You can kind of take your time. I, I, I've I, been a big fan of it. I mean, I, I was excited to have you on because I think that golf really needed this. And what I noticed and surprised me maybe more than I would have thought was how many big sponsors you guys had got initially. I mean, I'm assuming you were out there working and you guys were out there working and finding people to attach themselves mm-hmm. to. But it hasn't seemed like it's been as tough as maybe – I would have thought it was going to be. Do you feel like you were helped a bit by places like you, you already mentioned it, like a place like Grantland, who almost laid the foundation for this 
lengthy journalism again, you know, bringing this type of thing back? Because it seems like the internet even has switched gears a bit as well, especially maybe maybe not all the internet places have, but some have gone back to this type of model. And I feel like you probably were helped by showing that to people. Yeah, you know, it's like the wave that you talked about earlier. There's, there's again, it's not for everybody, but there's a growing there's a growing segment of the population that want, they want to feel some and read and, and touch in our, in our case, something substantial, you know, they don't want it. They don't want it. There's too much stuff that, you know, the, for all the benefits of, of that quick, you know, the pivot to video and all of that, it's there, there's something to be said for having this in your hand and not feeling like you've spent two seconds on it and it means nothing. You know, we, you you said it right you know we there's a there's a trick to the stories that we have to put in the, the in the book because it has to feel like you can put it down and pick it up 6 weeks later and it doesn't feel dated you know i want you to, like i want issue 1 5 years from now you know you i want you to people to pull it out and read this tj piece or you know read the dj's Askernitz story or the story about Hunter S. Thompson and be like, wow, this is just, this still resonates right now. And that's, you know, that's, that's our tricky job. And I, and I think we've done it so far in our first three issues, which uh, you are a part of issue three, which is very exciting, but um, that's, that's kind of our deal. And so, yeah, we're, we've been able to sell that idea to lots of really good sponsors that are, have been really good partners. And, you know, we're trying to, to be good partners to them as well. But yeah, like Titleist, Scotty Cameron and Link Soul and those guys, No Let's, I mean, they've, everyone's been kind of sold on a dream um, and they've all kind of jumped in. You know, G4 has been amazing. And, and uh, you know, we're really kind of lucky. Electric sunglasses, which I have, and are awesome. But, um, <laughs> you know, they're, 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 you know, you talk about selling something. Like you had to go in there and be like, "Hey, we're doing a print magazine. Right. We don't even have a copy of it yet. Do you want to buy an ad?" <laughs> and, and they've done it. Yeah, it's well, been incredible. Yeah, well, you you, you you issues one's out. Issue two comes out when? Issue two comes out this month. Nice. So in November. it'll be. Yeah, so you can still subscribe and get it in time for Thanksgiving at this point. Um, which is like the perfect time to have the journal, just yeah. sitting around after Thanksgiving dinner. And you don't um, want to talk. And you don't want to talk to your family. It gives you something to do. Sorry, I'm 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 <laughs> right. I'm, 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 I'm nose exactly deep right. into this story. So when yeah. you guys, when the when it went from idea to, to to realization and it went to reality, how long mm-hmm. did it take for you guys to put issue one together? How did you approach journalists or anyone really mm-hmm. about being a part of this? Was was that I'm assuming that probably took up most of your time just trying to find people that were willing to buy into this. Well, yes. Well, from a business standpoint, yes. Finding that was, that was a challenge. Um, But from a production standpoint, um, you know, we don't have a huge team, obviously it was me and our publisher, Brendan and a few other people who basically sat in a room in the surface journal. Now the slash golfers journal offices in California and really like old school, like sitting on a, like kind of just lining stuff up on a wall and being like, all right, what stories kind of work and don't. And, you know, just from talking to you and other people, like I know people have ideas about, you know, it'd be a cool story that I've always thought about, or I've always wanted to read. There was something really refreshing about standing there being like, 
what are 10 really incredible stories that I've always wanted to read in golf that no one's done? And you're, and you know, you kind of walk through those options and we, we settled on what we thought could work. Um, and then, then there was a process of reaching out to writers that we thought were going to fit. You know, we didn't, part of this is part of what I always promise people is you're going to get stuff from us that you can't see anywhere else. And for better, or for worse, that means writers and photographers that you're probably not going to see a lot of other places. So, you know, some of the names aren't super familiar, but man, they're damn good. So that was kind of the thing, like, you know, finding people that are really, really, really high quality, but also maybe not a traditional kind of traditionally in the, in the golf media space. And, you know, we're, we're kind of still navigating that, but you know, you, we, (laughs) we, uh, you know, getting a guy like DJ has been awesome. And the no laying up guys are writing like the back, back of the book, Rick Riley column for us, which has been hilarious. And, uh, you know, getting you on board has been awesome. Uh, so, you know, the having new voices like that, like newer voices has been really like, it just freshens things up. It's great. And I think, you know, I think when issue two drops and I have no problem telling you, you know, personally, I think it's already better than issue one and issue one was super good, but uh, I just think it's going to be even better. And the bar is going to be moved that much higher again in terms of the quality. So, you know, it's, our challenge is it's got to be, it's got to reach our level of standards, both for the photography and the writing. And it's got to be stuff, something that like all the people, you know, that are get it can't look at it and say, Oh, I saw this somewhere else or, Oh yeah, I heard about this. You know, well, it, it, so it can't. So it sounds like it to me when, when you guys started the kind of the, the, the board, if you will, did you come up mm-hmm. with story ideas and then pitch them to the writers? Was, was that kind of how it went? Yes. Uh, right off the bat, that's sort of how it went. Um, we had, well, we got, we got lucky. There were a couple folks that we reached out to that, and we said, you know what? We'd love for you to be involved. What do you got? And they helped us from there. Like the, there's a piece in issue one, um, the Charlie Mulligan piece out at Ballyneal, which, I mean, that is that is like that's the closest we get to the Tom Rinaldi like tearjerker piece in the in the first <laughs> issue, but it's like I mean the guy's just an incredible story. I mean he's, a, he's the first caddy at Ballyneal, and his given name is Mulligan for Pete's sake. It's unbelievable. It never happens and, like that. Uh, I know, right? It's just like even the story, even the guy who wrote the story is like I literally I did, did not believe this. This did not. It just feels like I'm in a crappy golf movie because it's such a cliche. It couldn't even be real, <laughs> but it was. Anyway, the guy just has this incredible story and, you know, passed away too early. And then, you know, Doak and the guys out there, they built a par three course out at uh, Ballyneal and they named it the Mulligan par three. And it's just like, ah, such a cool story. And we did not come up with that story. You know, that story was thankfully pitched to us. And we were like, hell yeah, we're definitely running running that. And that's kind of been as we're as we go forward our idea board will look more like pitches from people. Right. You know, that's, that's the way I intend this to be because it can't all be from mine and Brendan's brain. Um, it's gotta be, you know, we want this to feel broadly speaking. We want the golfers journal to feel like a community. Um, we're never going to have massive, massive, you know, sports illustrated golf digest type volume, you know, you know, millions of copies, you know, it's a smaller, 
much more dedicated, passionate group of people. We want you to feel like you're part of our team and our community when you subscribe. And so part of that is letting people pitch a story. I have people that are nowhere near journalists pitch me stories so far, and they're awesome. And we're definitely going to pursue that. You know, <laughs> just from people that find me on Twitter and be like, hey, I have this cool idea, and email me. I'll be like, that's amazing. We're definitely going to do that. So it's, it's really neat. Yeah, I mean, it's first of all, if people want to pitch you stuff on Twitter, it's at Golfers Journal, right? I mean, is that your Twitter handle? Yeah, yeah. Find us Golfers Journal or me. I'm Travis M Hill. Uh, you can find me too. Uh, either way, yeah, we're we're always open for business. For you know, I, I I will never discourage people from because honestly, you'd be shocked at how cool some of these stories are. At like your local muni, you think it's just like. Every Muni has like a really cool story. I think. Right. So I am never worried about us running out of story ideas or anything like that. I'm never, that is not a concern for me. Our concern is which 10 or so are the best for this issue. And that is already becoming a good problem to have. Okay. So you talked about uh, issue two. And I know you don't want to mm-hmm. reveal too much about any of the upcoming yes. things because it's kind of fun for people to get. But give me a teaser for a couple of things to look at for issue two for people that maybe don't have any idea or weren't able to see the first one. Sure. Uh, I will say that uh, me and DJ uh, go on a golf road trip together, which is awesome. And uh, it's out to, to Tennessee is all I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, but that. <laughs> I'm sure people can put that together. <laughs> if, but, you follow, uh, D- if you follow DJ at all, you probably know where they went. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. right, exactly. It's, uh, so that was a really, really fun trip. Um, we, uh, we did a fun feature on one of, the, uh, one of the all-time greats where we got into his house uh, and just kind of walked around his house, and push-ups might have been done. So. Uh-huh. That's, that's a funny. That's a funny one. Too. Can I say so, this? You you don't need to do teaser movies because I think you would just you would just reveal the ending right at the yeah, end. Yeah, that that is the worst teaser ever. That is fair. That it's, is it, fair. It is bi- yeah, biceps and abs involved. Yeah, so many abs, so many old and very strong abs. So that was uh, that was a fun one. So there's I think we generally do somewhere between nine and and eleven like big stories and. Um, issue two has, man, issue two is so fun. We go, we have two or three more of those really cool travel type pieces, um, that we talked about. We've got some really interesting photo features. Um, uh, the, we're lucky enough to have good relationships with some of the guys that are out there. You know, we're not doing a lot of, like I said, like the Jordan Spieth gamer won't be there, but there are some, we got some really cool images of PGA tour guys that I had never seen before. And that's another measure, kind of what we do, right? So, like, we're looking at story ideas, and I'm looking at this photo feature, and I'm like, man, I have never seen that before. This, like, I've never seen Sergio Garcia look like that before. And okay, well, that's going in the book, that kind of thing. So, that's the kind of stuff where, if it if if it blows me and Brendan's mind, we're like, yep, all right, add it to the list. That's good. So, um. And DJ, too. DJ is actually a contributing editor now of the journal. So we're lucky to have him and his uber creative brain. He's another guy that we bounce stuff off. So it's uh, it's quite a little team we've put together. Yeah, so 
Here's a two-part question. One is, uh, who has reached out thus far that maybe surprised you the most, if it's been a professional or you know, maybe a professional writer, somebody like that? And second is, has anyone pitched you something that you got the email and you're like, is this, uh, is this for real? Like, is this person seriously interested in doing this? Uh, yeah, there's been several of those. Uh, from the professional side... Um, well, the first, the first one, Jimmy Walker was awesome about his, uh, about his astrophotography. Um, Brendan, our publisher is kind of a space nerd and I have no problem saying <laughs> that. And, um, but he and Jimmy Walker like straight up nerded out over that stuff. And Jimmy has been really cool about giving us his images. You know, they're, they're just shockingly good. And so we actually, first issue we just said you know what we're uh we're not even gonna like there's one picture of jimmy next to his like obscene seven figure rig where he takes these shots of this of space and then just all pictures of you know galaxies and all that stuff it's just <laughs> crazy and then the, the other the we've had some really interesting writers we there's a pitch this dude uh another grantland writer who a lot of people have probably heard of um uh, Alex Papadimus, who did, he just did the big Jackie Chan feature in GQ where they sent him to China. He sent us a pitch and man, I, it's going to come out next year. And we are already like, I sent it to DJ and Brennan and everyone was just kind of like lost their mind. We're like, no way. This is the coolest thing. So we're going to have Alex pursue that story next year. Hopefully run probably, hopefully in our May issue of next year. So it's going to be, yeah, that'll be a really, really good one. We're, the cool thing is, like you said, like we're, we're starting to get these different voices. Like Will Leach, the founder of Deadspin, um, he's getting involved. Nice. Um, yeah, there's lots of really – we're just – the point of this is to really kind of get people like, you know, that, like you that or, you know, fans like you that are, you know, you're consuming media all over. You're also a major golf fan, but, like, you want to get these other voices that you've never heard talk about golf before. For sure. And I mean, so, I think that's I think that's one of the things. I mean, Will Leach, for goodness sakes, you know, I mean, this is a guy that literally is kind of the godfather of sports blogs, and he's he's going to write something for this. And I mean, he's an amazing writer. Will Leach gave me, can I call it my breakthrough? I I I emailed him one day and said, "Hey, can I write major championship previews for Deadspin?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." So I wrote. I think I did it for about a year and a half. I wrote, the, you know, and nobody read them. The only comments, and this was back in, like, the comment days. This is, like, where Kissing Susan Colburn and stuff like that came out of. Was Yeah. Was, that was where you went. You literally read the story and read all the comments, and every comment was just about my mm -hmm. last name. Nobody cared about the golf major previews. But, you know, this is a guy that literally allowed me to do that. So, you know, that's exciting. I mean, that, that's what I think, yeah, again. such a nice dude. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think, as we've talked about, I mean, it's there is a transition right now. There's a transitional time. And. You're seeing, I'd, I'd say, a community of, of people that love, you know, not not investigatory journalism, but I think just, you know, time spent on something, you know, a, a meteor piece where they've got to talk to people and look up stuff and research. It almost feels a little bit like college, kind of with those term papers you had to turn in at, you know, 8 a.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> you know, those Hopefully times. Hopefully not that tedious. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, those, those things, it, there's a special place, I feel like, in a lot of people's hearts that maybe – have a journalism degree or you know initially thought that's what it might look like or feel like and they're all kind of turning back towards it and it's something that I feel like 
I really, really like about Golfer's Journal. I mean, I, I did a piece, you mentioned it for the third issue, and it was one of the more fun things I've done in the last year was not only looking things up and making sure that this was correct and the population was this and you're finding these facts <laughs> about certain things and here and there, but, you know, just being able to spend more time on something and, you know, take a paragraph out or take one in or put one in. I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like that happens that much anymore because everything's got to be so quick and it's got to be put out there so fast. So I'm a big fan of the idea. Mm-hmm. I love the first issue. I'm excited about the second one. And I've been telling a lot of people, you know, if you're a golf fan, it's a pretty simple investment into something I think you're going to like. So, you know, that, that's why, uh, that's why I'm fired up about it. And I, as, as you've said, I mean, I can't wait for it, for it to continue and for it to grow and to kind of see where it goes. And, you know, who knows, maybe you get, you know, Jordan speed to pen a, you know, a column or something, you know, once every year or something. Sure. I mean, that, that's something that you could see happening for sure. I mean, as it grows. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're totally open to stuff like that. You know, we're, uh, me getting the chance to edit something from Jordan Spieth would be hilarious. That would be uh, that would be that would be an honor. Jordan, uh, Jordan, let me tell you, this is this is what I liked and what I didn't like. That's right. We need to rework your lead here, bud. Sorry, <laughs> this third paragraph does not hit hard enough for me. <laughs> this, I'm on it. I'll yeah, yeah. It. Maybe, <laughs> yeah it, it, he he does a whole story about the rake at the Travelers. I mean, there, there's there, totally. the, the options are endless. So now that you've now that you've been established. And now that you have you're you know knee deep into this thing, maybe stomach mm-hmm. deep into this thing, very much so. What's the most ridiculous pitch you've got thus far? You don't have to mention the name, but what's something that you read and you were <laughs> like, well, I mean, I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is the thing. The weird thing is, I there are a lot of amateur golf poets out there. <laughs> which is very odd. Um, and God bless their hearts. I mean, they really care. They're very passionate people, but we have not run any of the golf poetry that we've, that we've received so far. And I don't want to, I mean, look, I don't want to stop people from sending me that stuff. If you, if you care, send it along. But so far we haven't, we haven't been able to run any of our, uh, any of this crazy golf poetry that we've got from people you, you, need, you need to you need to start a side website where you can kind of post the poetry along I, you know it's I know, just, it, it's supposed to be a beautiful game right the smaller the ball the better the is. story maybe 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 there's yeah. maybe there's a poetry issue there in the in the be. future maybe we should have like a poetry jam and like do a live one somewhere <laughs> where we make like our writers our professional players read these poems in front of people that would be amazing if i'm you, into that if you can convince <laughs> Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson yeah. to read golf poetry somewhere, it would oh, it would get all wow. of the views. It would get every view yeah. on the internet. You're right. You're right. That would be we would that would be enough traffic and we'd have advertisers for years after that. That would be incredible. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on the board, Shane. It's going on the board. I, I hope I hope it makes it. The pitch board, <laughs> man. I, we were we had a pitch board at the back nine network and I really did feel, I think, for a few moments that I was like the the, the 1956 journalist right? I, I needed a scotch totally. and a cigar yes totally well you know we we're not that far from that <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're you're inching we're, that way look I, i'm look if, if i can have a cocktail and and decide on the story idea that's a good day for me so so when you you have issue two headed out issue three all but mm-hmm. done yeah so our our lead times are are long um just because of the way we print and how big the magazines are so we are issue two lands this month and we'll also be done with issue three, which comes out in February. So, um, 
Yeah, it's it's my my internal clock has been completely shifted. You know, we are so far from the daily internet culture now where, you know, where I sit, um, you know, I've got to look, you know, six months out, which is tricky. <laughs> so even, even on a, where, you know, stuff like we do that we try to maintain, like be completely timeless. There are some, you know, even timing situations in there that we have to be pretty aware of. So um, yeah, we're, I'm, we're, we're getting into the rhythm of it. And the one thing that we're lucky about is that the timing is tricky, but man, the, the quality of the stories is so good. We're actually, we've pushed uh, several stories into issue four already for next year, just because we're, we're getting so, so much good stuff that we're think that we've got to kind of pare it down and move. And now we're lucky enough to be like, well, how does this whole issue feel? You know, <laughs> we're kind of, yeah. <laughs> Is there too much horse and buggy stuff? Is right. there too much modern stuff? You know, we're 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 lucky enough to make those decisions now too, which has been really fun too. It is it it feels old school, but uh, hopefully when people get it, I don't I don't think. I mean, look, having a having a print magazine in front of you is by its nature going to be old school, but hopefully the way it feels and the way the photography looks and the words are it feels thoroughly modern in your hands, you know, the way you're reading, like something completely different. That's the idea. And, uh, and I have to ask, you know, the old saying goes, you know, get in the golf industry, then you play less golf. How, how, how's, so much the, less golf. how's the golf with this? I mean, are you playing much at all? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> DJ is our resident player. He is he a plays jerk all the and time. plays all the time. That, 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 I know. That, that guy, that guy wears his Such golf glove to sleep. I believe that's, uh, that's I how know, he goes. It's killing me. I actually the last uh, the last time I played more than eighteen holes in a weekend was that road trip DJ and I went on, and it was in like July. Uh, now, to be fair, I've also uh, had a kid during that time there as well, you go. so I'm not complete. Hopefully, by this time next year, I will be uh, I'll be playing a little bit more. But usually, it's now it's just like go out to the muni down the street, hit a bucket of balls, maybe play a few holes, and then uh, get back to the salt mines. By the way, I like uh, I liked how you blamed your job and then just threw in at the back end that you had a kid. You're like, eh, and the kid a little bit might have, <laughs> might have heard my chances. Um, well, you know. And, and then my other question for you about golf is with this project, because, you know, you were involved with the AP and Golf Week. With this project, are you watching less golf? I am – no, you know, I'm watching about the same amount of golf. I like to flip it on. Um, I can actually do – it's, I mean, for better or for worse in our game, like I can flip it on and do work while the telecast is on. Right. So I can, you know, I can kind of multitask a little bit cause it's just quiet enough. Uh, so, so yes, I'm doing pretty good golf channel. You've still got me. So you're, <laughs> you're, it's for the time being, we'll see. Yeah, I, well, I will say that it's fun. Like, but I like, and you know, talk about like how, you know, there's sort of a shift going away from some of this professional golf type media. Like I, you know, I'm obviously pay attention to the majors and I pay attention to guys I like, but I don't feel beholden to watch every tournament every week. You know what I mean? Like I'm much less into like, Oh, well, Chesson, you know, he's got a, you know, he's, these are his last five starts right. kind of a thing. Like I'm not into that as much, but you know, like Zach Blair is a, he's a good friend of the team uh, of our team. And so, we're, you know, we pay attention to him and, uh, you know, stuff like that, where it's, 
you know, you know this, you know, you get into this a little bit, you start to meet these guys and it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm rooting for this person and I'm, you know, that type of thing. Plus, I know a lot of people that tour. So I like watching on Sunday at the end when they're all running around the green and like stop and be like, hey, there's Reimer. All right. Look at you. You look like an idiot. So well, that too. It's, you know what I, so, and this is again, showing my age. This is something I've been doing lately, especially with this wraparound season where it's not, you know, something I'm, I'm really talking a ton about in the sense of like my job is mm-hmm. I've been DVRing the golf and then watching it the next morning when I get up early. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's That's impressive. Yeah, well, you know, you've got European tour golf on, but I'm on the Which West Coast, great. and so I'll sometimes, you know, it'll be on like oh, yeah. two to six or something. So, you know, if I get up past <laughs> that, I'll watch the day before's golf event. I feel like a 70-year-old man, but I don't mind. It's awesome. I can fast forward through commercials, all in on this, yeah. uh, the next morning golf. Plus, listen, I know what's going to happen, and that's okay. I watch uh, some of my favorite golf to watch are those old rounds that they show, like the 04 Presidents. Oh, you're yeah. Like, you know, you, my, my, my wife still doesn't get it. She's like, wait a minute. This happened when? And it I'm like, happened. well, it's the 1999 U.S. Open. How can I not watch this? It's unbelievable. And, right. like, you, you predict, you know what happens. You, this one's going to go in a divot. And it's like, why? And I, I almost sometimes more captivated, you know, just to, to remind right. myself how certain things played out. Well, I appreciate it, Travis. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, just tell everybody really quick at the end just where they can go to subscribe, how they can do all that, and if they have an idea mm-hmm. of something where they can find you. Golfersjournal.com, pretty easy. The subscribe button's right off the front. It's uh, 75 bucks a year for the, the magazine. There's, you can also be a founding subscriber, and you get this amazing golf glove with our logo on it from G4, and you also get a, uh, a ball mark. Uh, which with our broken T logo on it, which are becoming quite popular. Uh, and then, yeah, find us on Twitter, you know, at golfers journal or at Travis M Hill. Send me a note, man. Let me know. Let's, uh, let's make this happen. Yeah. I'm in. If you're, if you're an up and coming journalist or if you're a amateur golfer that loves Absolutely. to write, or if you're a poet, send it in. Travis wants <laughs> to read it and uh, you Especially never know. Especially if you're a poet. Yeah, and this is in 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 and just to wrap it up. This is literally how I got in. Was I we had an idea about this this place I played a year ago, and we had a conversation about it through email, and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, write this up, and we'll see how it goes, and there you go. So it it can happen just like that. So hopefully it happens. It like can that happen for to you. you. It can happen to you. That yeah. story, your story is amazing, and you're not a bad amateur photographer. I will say as well. I was impressed. Very impressed. I hope, Good job, I hope, Shane. I hope a couple of them make it. Travis, I appreciate the time. Yeah, man. Thank you. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. A big thanks to Travis for jumping on. I think the Golfer's Journal is really cool, and not just because I'm a part of the third issue. I just think golf needed something like this, and I'm, I'm really proud of those guys for putting out exactly what, you know, some of us hoped it would be, and, and more, really. It's it's better, I think, than I would have ever envisioned it was going to be, and it's just going to get better. Really, really cool. I'm just happy, honestly, to be a part of it. I think I just thank those guys for reaching out and allowing me to do that. Make sure you check out that new Ogio Cirrus bag, the 2018 edition. If you go to ogio.com, O-G-I-O.com, it's right there in the middle of the stand bag page. They are new. There's new colorways, and it's an upgrade. I really, really enjoy it. The stand's better. The padding's better. There's an air ventilation system in the lower part of your back, so you can cool off a little bit if it is warm like it is in Arizona right now. Still a little warm to go out there and carry the golf bag. If you use the offer code, the clubhouse, all together, 
when you check out. You'll save 20% right off the top. Boom, 20% off. And that's golf bags, backpacks, travel bags, all of those things. So a chance to save a good amount of dough on a new bag. And again, a great gift idea for the golfer in your life that maybe needs an upgrade of bags. They're always focused on their clubs. They're always focused on their outfits and their shoes, but they forget about the golf bag, and that's the thing that carries it all together. So go to OGO.com and check that out. Again, thanks to Travis. Thanks to you guys for listening. We will have two more episodes before Thanksgiving, and I'm going to be on holidays. So two more in the next seven days. That I promise you. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Go out and play some golf, for goodness sakes. It's about to get really cold in most of this, most of this country. So go out, tee it up, make some birdies. We'll check in next week.